Welcome back into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Wherever you are, we're glad you're aboard. We are on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6 p.m. And remember, you can always download our show wherever you get your pod. Give us a text at 590-590, and uh, we'll, we'll see if there's Sam Worthy to make it on air. I'm Nick Kiprios. He's Justin Bourne. He is Sammy McKee. Connor Lamont in for Derek Brandale. And you know what? Just shout is out Derek- to Connor. A yeah. little bit of bright energy on the world's worst day. I appreciated oh him giving us a little pep there. Uh, yeah. It sucks out. Well, clocks <laughs> went back, right? Yeah. So, so is that an automatic? Does that, that mean the sun dies? Yeah, yeah it, does, it, it does not rise anymore. It's oh. like we're in Finland, yeah. and it's dark all the time. But I did that in Anchorage, Alaska. It's bleak. I often... Is it like this every day? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. I've often said that my least favorite day of the year is when the clocks go back, mm-hmm. because it's just, it's over. Like, it's yeah. over. It's time for depression. You know, no golf, but you no know outdoor what? activities. In a month, the days start getting longer, and off we go again. So we're glad Connor Lamont is on board. Yes, Jen Rolnick is with us as well. Uh, Derek... Healthy scratch, or is he on the IR? You know what? We just haven't been seeing enough contribution from the lower parts of the lineup, and we just thought getting in some fresh blood, some new energy might do us some good. Yeah. Sometimes it just rejuvenates a lineup a bit. I, can, can the, just, I just took the day off. <laughs> you know, it's always a thing. He's a maintenance day. Can, the, day can the Leafs follow that? Is that a recipe oh, that uh, changed things up? They lose their fourth game in a row. This time, 6-4 to the Buffalo Sabres. Mm. And guys... Uh, not to hit any panic button here, but this is tonight going into their 12th game of the season, not five or six. Yeah. Are you looking at me to hit the panic button? Well, I'm just trying to calm you down before we're can, really can, into this Leaf Edition hour here, Sammy. I'm yeah. trying to already calm you down a little bit. I Yeah, I don't. you know, you don't want to go too big picture right away, but we can talk about Saturday and maybe get into it. But yeah, I would say I'm heading towards the button. Thursday night, of course... Very emotional game, except on the ice for the Leafs, but emotional <laughs> for Leaf Nation. Ruins. Right? Yeah. So you can't go back and and ask to for a mulligan to play the Boston Bruins again and get yeah. Marshawn in a situation where you may have slipped, let it slip away. But sure enough, you can come out at home Saturday night with maybe some of the emotion and channel it in a in a proper way against a team that you should be better than? Yeah, Buffalo on a back-to-back, third and four nights. You've just had a frustrating night. Hockey night in Canada. This is a good spot for the Leafs you, to you, shine. You, you, your team's been called out? Yes. you. Everything is being questioned about, you know, what's at the core of this team. And yeah, boy. Uh, last week, Sam, I know we, we're going to get to bigger pitch stuff later, but last week you are like, we started to get worried about, you know, this team, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're there. We're um, worried. I think the Sabres did a good job of, they obviously know what the storylines around this team are. I thought the Sabres did a pretty good job of not giving them anything to respond to. thought they played Just a pretty quiet road game. They did well, but yeah, it was Okay, we, we've got plenty of thoughts on Saturday night, but let's just start with our first Kippers Clipper with Sheldon Keefe on his overview of the game. To me, there's, there's different, two different stories in the game thought in the first and second period you know we we made uh mistakes 
that they counted on, which is what they do, probably better than anybody in the NHL. You make mistakes, they counter on you. Score off the rush and breakaways, and just like they did tonight. Uh, in the third period, you know, partial, part, partially for kind of the way the, the game was going to this point, but the third period was uh, the most exhausted I've seen a core of defensemen in, in my time in this league. So uh, we, we really just couldn't get, couldn't get going. We couldn't skate. We couldn't make a pass. Couldn't think. Um, it was just too much for our D tonight. <sighs> okay. Oh. Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> I, I, I think Sheldon just... the most just... depressing day of the year. <laughs> yeah. that, 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 matched, that matched the no sun out there. Oh, my God. That like, did. I, I, I'm just... Okay, I think he covered it. <laughs> I don't even think we have anything else to say. <laughs> I mean, mistakes, you counter off of them, odd man rushes breakaways okay that's that's that was it in a nutshell yeah that I six mean, four was so flattering to the leafs it was it was extremely flattering um i tweeted after the game just some stats about um you know the dominance that buffalo carried in terms of slot shots slot shots rush chances rebound chances name it buffalo absolutely carried the play two to one three to one sometimes four to one in those areas but, yeah, I mean, they didn't play LeJoie much at all. He played four minutes and 54 seconds, including blowing a coverage for a goal against. After that, 12 minutes for Legacy. So you had four guys who played the whole game. Klingberg played 25 minutes. So, yeah. they Gio's up over 22 minutes. Yeah, D's in the tough spot. And it like, looked like it. Can you imagine your team being, like, almost that desperate that you got to go to Geo again and say, I need 22 minutes out of your 40-year-old legs? Buddy, you'd go to Klingberg 25 minutes. That's way worse. Klingberg has done nothing but give up goals against for a month. 25 minutes for this guy. I mean, it really speaks to, to me, this is a GM question, not a coach thing. Basically, Keith's saying, I can't use the other two guys you've given me. What else do you got? Okay, let's go to uh, a John Klingberg clip because uh, we're on the subject here on what he thinks he needs to do tonight against a Tampa Bay Lightning. I want to get more shot attempts. I want to get more involved offensively. But at the same time, like what I struggled with before is uh, trying to do too much and, and chase the game. And I don't think I have done that. But at the same time, I have to be wise with when I'm taking the shots and not have them blocked. Um, get more involved in the ozone with maybe give and go and stuff like that so uh, yeah I, I, I think it will come it's just a matter of getting more uh, comfortable with it and, and, and getting that uh, see the different situation where you can do it and read off the other people on the ice he thinks he, he needs to be doing more offensively yeah you know what he says I'm going to fall into the same trap that I've started the season with and that's i'm going to maintain all the million thoughts in my head yeah <laughs> that's that's what i heard you know i got to do this 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 and this and it's only gonna i think add to the confusion just a golf swing where you're like okay gotta bring it back straight away <laughs> keep your hips in tease in the left pocket gotta keep turn your, your head still turn, turn your that left shoulder <laughs> just like he needs the kevin costner tin cup <laughs> yeah. uh paraphernalia Let's just start with hitting it flush before we worry about the extra movement. Center of the club face, John. Yeah, just start with contact. <laughs> Center of the club that's face. All, that's all you heard there. Oh, it's is so that, much. Like, and this kind of, I think, is a bigger reflection 
of of the team right now where they're just trying to do everything great and they do nothing great. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's in Boston. We heard Keith say, I benched Pertuzzi because we had a very simple game plan. He wasn't playing simple, right? He tried to force pucks into traffic and we've seen Domi try to do that. And this, it's hard, I think, when you're not having offensive success to accept you need to simplify. To, to zoom in on something that Klingberg did in that game that's made me as mad as I've been all year. Is it the block shot before the empty netter? Correct. Okay. Where... He talks about, I mean, when Keith's clip there talking about how tired everybody is, maybe that plays into it. He's just got tired brain. He can't think what to do. But there's a minute left. They have all their good players in the ice. They have possession completely fine. And there's a ton of guys in the ice. And the net's empty. There's 11 guys out there. Yeah. And he tries to filter Sift one through. One through. There's, Four guys and you're in out the there lane. With like three Hall of Famers Jeez. or whatever you think the least. Matthews staff. is wide open on the low flank. Yeah. Just put the puck down there. Get it down. What? I was just so mad about that. It's yeah. tired brain. It's trying to do too much. And he's telling me that he's going to shoot more. Yeah. But that's a, you know, that's a at five, four thing that happens. How do you even end up there against Buffalo? Do <sighs> you have an overview for yeah, us? Yeah. My, my overview is just, I, I hate the way they play hockey. <laughs> Oh, wow. I do. I do. I was I at the game last night. And On Saturday, yeah. I yeah. hate the way they play right now. Huh. To me, I went to the game Saturday night. It's it's as if they rented the ice for an, an hour and invited 18,000 people to come and watch it. Yeah, and they play like they rented the ice for an hour. Yeah. They just want to play their own way, and they're not committed to uh, – certain things that has to include discipline yeah. in your game. And they don't want to go there. No. And everything they do from their, their inability to, to not give up odd man rushes, again, uh, Bu- Buffalo scores the tying goal late. In the first period, in the first period of uh, uh, the power play goal, okay. Now you're into about a minute and a half, and uh, it's Tavares's line with uh, Willie and Bertuzzi, I think. And I don't know if you remember that odd man rush they gave up with about a minute to go with Tage Thompson, who toe dragged oh, it yes, and I almost do. buried one again. Yes. But I get it that you may be thinking, hey, let's sneak another goal in and make it 2-1 and we go into the first intermission up and we've changed the momentum and all of that. But it can't go from gambling that to giving up a 180-foot two-on-one Yeah, where four guys are caught on one side. Yeah. That, to me, has to clean up in a hurry here. Yeah, and I think that's totally fine as an observation about, like, this Leafs group um because willie and jt throughout their careers they have moments like that where they think about offense and don't think the other way that's they do that that's definitely part of it but the most concerning part for me kip is like their best guys have been really good by and large justin i'm gonna disagree with you on that i think statistically in the offense yes 200 feet no good no no good okay mitch a goal and three assists yeah uh, Austin, a hat trick, even. Mm-hmm. They give up as much as they get. It's not good enough. And if you don't have depth scoring, then them being even last Saturday night, playing even, 
Uh, no other analytics. Just give me a plus minus yeah. on their night. I think that's it's fair. even. Yeah, I don't for for that to matter for his hat trick to matter. You, you need it to come out not shoveling the puck out of your own net uh, as much as mm-hmm. when you score. And they they they're still not there. They're yeah. still not there. They, to me, your your stars aren't leading by example in your own zone. I mean, I'm trying to think of any goals against where you would pin it on them, you know, that they were out for, and I can't offhand. But I'll take that. I'll take the fact that maybe, I know you're saying, not sure about Marner looking a little different. Maybe takeaways I know aren't there. Some of those other stats aren't there from previous seasons. Marner and Matthews uh, collectively together, what we were accustomed to in the past, it's just... It's not there right now. Well, I mean, you looked at that game Saturday and found them to be the problem. No, no, I didn't find them to be the problem. I'm just, I, it's, it's not enough them scoring even at a high rate. Yeah, with the way, where the team is right now, defensively, they they need to be better. I, I mean, defensively, this whole team is as bad as I've seen them under Sheldon Keefe. You know, when they've had slow starts in the past, and we're talking 21, 22, the last couple seasons. They've been 4-4-1 four, four, and one and 4-4-2 four, four, and two around this time. But if you looked at their underlying numbers and just looked with your eyes, they've been okay. You know, they've yeah. been, you know, good defensively, uh, heavy advantage and expected yeah. goals. It just hasn't been there right now at 5-on-5 five five in terms of expected goals differential. I was talking to Gazdick before the show. I think he told me they were 27th mm. in the league in expected goals differential. Like, they've been – everything says that the Leafs at 5-4-2 and two are probably worse than that, not better. Oh, like I said, it, it it it's flattering. The the record's flattering for how they've kind of played. Yeah, and they're under five hundred, right? So that's not good. I you talked about them being like them being even. Well, they're playing half the games half the time, mm-hmm. Matthews and Marner. So I think it's natural that they're going to be out there for uh, some stuff uh, against because they're playing the whole game, Kip. I've for me after what seven years now. This is uh, Marner's seventh year. He, he looks really? to me like he's he's got more stress on him than he ever has his Leaf career right now. In terms what, of what do you think in terms of stress, what do you mean? Uh, having to produce every night, having to be the guy every night, having to carry the offense, having to be the the top playmaker on the team, having to set up Matthews. Like he forces passes now to Matthews. Oh yeah, he, he's like it's almost as if like. I know this is a low percentage chance, but I'm going to give it to him anyways. Was it on Saturday where he made the backdoor pass to Nyes on the power play instead of shooting? Yeah. Yeah. And you went to the to the bench and, like, you know, looked at the iPad or whatever, and, you know, there's just some, yeah. you know. It's, it's not good. It's not good yeah. right now. And I think, like like I said, we're only 11 games into the season. Like, how how's, how's he going to feel at Christmas? Okay, but... I think that this is a totally fair observation that maybe there's more there from the stars. But to me, there's this much more. There's 5% more. They have better. They can be better. Fine. The rest of this hockey club, Kip, is so much worse than it was last season. And I mean, I talked on this show last week about how I feel like there's two tiers of like Leafs. There's the core and then there's this subordinate group. I refer to them as Team A and Team B. Sure, Team B. Team B, you know... That's not a good way to refer No, if you look at Team B, and I don't want to get into my whole Islanders analogy at this point necessarily, maybe from back in the 1980s, but this Team B last year had 
guys that got you over the hump and through and, you know, Achari and Ryan O'Reilly and Lafferty and, you know, some physical pieces. Shen. Shen was part of that too. I mean, McCabe was added as well, but he's still here, hasn't really been himself. But, like, now what are you getting out of Team B? Wow. Name one good thing. They don't defend. They don't hit. They don't, they're not physical. They don't score. That's an issue. Other than that. Other than that, it's great. <laughs> yeah. But oh it was God. supposed to come in the form of Max Domi, Tyler Bertuzzi, Ryan Reeves. And I don't know where Klingberg lies and all of that. I think he was just pie in the sky, roll the dice. Let's hope we get... I don't get, hate the chance we, they took on him. At 4.1? I, I don't hate the oh, chance. Oh, I hate it. Not, I can't change my tune. Two, I said in the summer two, I liked it. Two, 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 four. I would have liked to have left a million and a half, two million on the table for yes, that call. For sure. Morning, you can change your tune. No, no, I was I was in on it too on the on the off season, but I, I'm watching it now. But but I think you have to make the assessment of the decision they made when they made it. It looks crappy because he's been crappy now. I think at the time it seemed like a reasonable gamble. No, no, no. He looked crappy before he got here. He did. He which looked is crappy in Anaheim. And not he looked crappy uh, in Minnesota, Minnesota Anaheim, yeah. and the last year in Dallas. Yeah, it's so a, it's a couple it's, seasons. It's not, of crap. it's not like. Okay, what? Because he comes to Toronto and uh, no, it's, it's the place to play now. And he's he's going to be great. 60 points in the past where you think, okay, you know, this can be an elite guy. Maybe yeah. he'll find it. And yeah. he didn't. I just, uh, I think collectively, and I include, you know, their, their stars, that uh, it's just not good enough. No. Should we listen to Keith clip number two on needing more out of guys? Love to. Okay. How, how concerned are you with the lack of scoring in your bottom six? Yeah, yeah, I'm concerned for sure. Is there something you as a coach can do for, to get that out of them, or is just, it just the players to find a way? Or? I mean, you know, we we we've got uh, we've got guys. Um, you know, nice is new to the league, hasn't found his stride offensively. Um, you know, Camphers, a guy that's going to give you everything that he has, but but that's not. That's not his, his primary thing. Um, you know, Domi is a guy, obviously, we expect you know, more, more out of and some contribution offensively. Um, you know, keep going back to that Tampa game. It obviously makes two game-breaking plays that, that uh, get us the win uh, there in Tampa. You allow us to get two points. That's the kind of contribution you need from, you know, he and I's. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of heavy lifting for our top guys right now, for sure. He, not a ton of energy coming out of Keefe there either. He sounds like the weather outside. He really does. That that game was that he's referenced against Tampa. That was on October 21st. It's now November 6th. Yeah, I would like to note that the Leafs don't have a goal from their bottom six in over two weeks now. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, so, so you live long enough to become the Oilers. Oh, wow. Actually, great comparison. Where do you want to take this? You want to take it to uh, Max Domi playing center ice tonight, or you want to go to Nick Robertson first? Have I, we had enough could, of picking apart that mess on Saturday? I just got to ask. We well, I'm fine if we have, know, Kip. I've no, but I, 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 will, I want to do bring it back to uh, just even, you know, Sheldon's calls on a few things. I... Listen, I was a fourth-line guy. I know when coaches squeezed me and my two other line mates on the fourth line on, that's enough. Mm -hmm. And now I'm shortening my bench. 
and you're done for the night. And then you have to look in the mirror after the game and say, okay, was he happy with whatever he squeezed out of me? Am I happy with what was squeezed out of me for the amount of... But there seems to be a, like, a, a push right now to, to create something that's not there on their fourth line. I watched Ryan Reeves get caught on an icing. No, let me rephrase that. I saw Sheldon Keefe get caught on an icing when, with Ryan Reeves on the ice. So Buffalo gets their change. And what happened? Game-winning goal. That's the 5-4 goal you're talking about? And Kip, I, I don't know if you saw this. There's a, if you were able to see the, the whole ice there, Ryan Reeves is changing. He's supposed to be coming on the ice, four, four, eight minutes left, which I think you <laughs> we would could have be, another conversation about. Right, about their line going out at that point. Reeves is asleep on the bench. I don't know what happened, if he's tying his skate or what. The Leafs were playing shorthanded in their own end for 20 seconds, 15 seconds. And that's seconds. why they iced it? That's why they had to ice it, because oh, Reeves man. was late coming I on the ice. I didn't see that. Yeah, he hops on the ice late. I don't know where he was. So then they're hemmed in their own zone. They ice it. We've all done that a few times, sure. by the way, where they're like, oh, God, that's me. That's your man! <laughs> How... Is there part of it where he's like, holy crap, why am I? Like, should I be going out here right now? Like, is he not expecting it? Like, I know you're sitting on the bench and you're in an NHL game, but he's probably looking up at the clock being like, I'm done for the night. So that's a mistake that hasn't even registered on the ice. And then there's the forecheck from Reeves on the third goal where Skinner takes the the 1990s slap shot over Wolf. It was a great goal. Great goal. I love that. But it's because the forecheck is so bad from Reeves. He doesn't take the puck or the man or anything. The guy just sidesteps him with one step. And uh, Lagesson. And LaJoie. And LaJoie got the caught. I mean, <laughs> like I, know, I know Sheldon's like totally stressed out on this blue line, but should they have ever been together on the ice at the same time? I'm sure not. I, I actually don't even think that would Sheldon. Where Camp looks like the only defenseman on that play. Camp is so worried about having those two guys on the ice. That whole shift, he's the last guy back. It's like they played a 2-3 in soccer or something like that, and they still got cooked the length of the ice for a goal. So, okay. Uh, okay. I got to ask you guys, like, where's the concern meter here on that? Okay. Not being a playoff team. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Where do you want to go big picture, no, Kipper? No, no. That's well, a, that's a big picture. Yeah, that's a big picture. I still. Because uh, that's, a, that's a narrative right now. And it's like I, I sent out can, can we get, tweets during can, the. Can we just get through some of the changes off of. Go ahead. What we've seen. Because Nick Robertson's up. I think that's. Oh, we'll great. That I, I think that's a. I think that's a, a significant move. That'll do it. And I'm not... It'll help. I like You know, uh, I, I, for one, am full-on on this move. You like it? Absolutely. Hey, and my I, guy. And uh, I would sit there and tell you that Nick Robertson needs to have spent a half a season with the Marlies under different circumstances, to be quite honest with yeah. you. But two things... Where the stars align for Nick Robertson is number one, the Leafs are not good right now. Yep. And number two, he has been good. Yeah. He has fought hard. He has put up points with the Marlies. He, he hasn't gone away. And darn it, he deserves it. You know who this is the worst news for on the Leafs? Is Domi. I understand that Domi is getting the opportunity to move to the middle, and maybe it works for Domi. Maybe they click. Maybe this is Domi thriving. But if Domi's not going to score or create anything offensively, like yeah. Robertson's a shooter. I, I'd, I'd put three or four names in there as guys that could 
be bumped if Nick Robertson has, yeah. you know, any success. That's fair. That's fair, particularly if Domi finds his way at center. And so he has some center experience in the past, right? Yes. Played with Mitch in London. Was he, he played center there? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So, I don't know. But Robertson, I just like that he's going to work like a dog. He's going to shoot the puck every time it touches his stick. He's going to try. He's going to bring something. I. They have to do this. Holmberg, by the way. Oof. Yeah, mean, that's my guy, too. Give us something. That's my guy. And, uh. I just think right from the get-go out of training camp, the whole the whole vibe of where he fit in, I, I think his problem has been between the ears, too. Yeah. Oh, where he, he you can do think, it. You, you think you got a spot, and then you, Minton comes in, derails you. You're accused of having a horrible training camp. He comes back. The team's not playing well. It's just like the perfect storm for, for Holmberg to, yeah. to be back to where he is right now. Let's go to Sheldon Keefe on Nick Robertson, clip four. Players come up, and, you know, try to save the world or win win the game on one shift. You know, you just go out and, you know, Nick's trying to establish himself as an NHL player, and uh, he, you know, wants to impress. He's, he's that kind of kid. Um, he's going to give us absolute maximum effort tonight. I don't question that at all. Um you know, but there's still lots of other things. We're playing against a very good opponent. You know, if you're, you don't play smart and disciplined and all that kind of stuff, then it can hurt you the other way. But the biggest thing that I talk to any player that comes up and then when I chat with Nick today is don't think too much. Just play. You're a good player. Look, move your feet. Um, and a lot of other things will just fall into place from there. Yeah, people are mad, eh? Like, people, it's not a straw man argument to say that you can go into the Leafs blog world and find fire Sheldon, fire tree living, fire Shanahan, fire the team, trade Marner, trade yeah. Nylander. It's there. I sent out a tweet after the second intermission of the Leafs game and they're down to Buffalo Sabres. People are reactive. And I just said like, how are we feeling here? And it is exclusively feeling bad. Like people, there's no one that's like, yeah, they're going to pull like everyone. And I know it's a negative thing. And I know that's how people act when they're sports fans or whatever. There's not a lot, lot of, not a lot of love going around for this squad, fellas. Uh, no, I, and I agree. And I, I took the game in Saturday night, and I can tell you, uh, after the game, as I made my way back to uh, through your throngs of fans. No, no, actually, you know, <laughs> carried what? through like a uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, the vibe that you're describing was the vibe of the crowd leaving, at least in my immediate area, where you could. You could almost hear them all. Yeah, hear conver- individual yes. conversations are not and a good you, sign. You know, you, you're you're within three or four feet of every pair of people, or three or four of your buddies around, and it's like none of them were talking about a hat trick off Austin Matthews mm-hmm. or le- him leading the. Which under normal circumstances you'd be like, oh my god, we got the lead yeah, leader yeah. in three hat tricks in eleven games. Three hat tricks. <laughs> three hat tricks, sir. And, got ten and, already. In and, it wasn't. It was, what's wrong with them? With them? Yes. Yes. Oh, I know. It's, what's uh, wrong with them? I know. And so I think some of these questions that like Sam posed the playoff thing, I know Dom Lucision has a model that now projects them for the first time under 100 points in the past five years or something. 98 points is his projection for them. You know, I, uh, Sammy, I'm not concerned about that yet. You're not. But I, I will say this feels much more like a wild card team than it does you know, without changes, I actually feel like, Kip, they need to do something about this decor. I don't think you can well, keep 
you're not wrong. And I, I think what we've kind of learned over 12 games is just the roster's not good enough. And yeah. it, it, it has defensively for me, it has taken a step back, but how urgent are you to change anything right now because you feel like a playoff spot might be on the line? To me, 10, 10, 11 games is like you have to take this to to Christmas to truly understand what you have. Or oh, not Christmas, sorry. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Okay, okay, right, okay, I got my okay, holidays okay, all mixed yeah, up. That's much better. It's the stinking Brody, weather out there. You're already thinking about time <laughs> okay. off, eh, Christmas? No, so 20 games. <laughs> 20 games. <laughs> ballpark of 20 games. 21, 22 will give you still a sense. I don't think they're this bad. I know it's now going back to Nashville, L.A., Boston, and Buffalo. And rest assured, man, they're in for a tough night tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I think you have to give it 20 to really understand what you have. And this is I'm, a high-profile week. High-profile week. I'm, I'm I don't agree. Either. I don't agree. I just feel like it's... It's clear to me that this team is not as good. And you mentioned that the roster's bad. It always feels like the Leafs have made these huge overhauls at the deadline, more so last year than ever before, oh, yeah. where they had, what, six new players of their 18 Remember skaters? Remember that show? We did that show. and Everyone got traded while we, we were, were on air. Like in the three o'clock or four o'clock hour, Sandine got traded, Engvall got traded, yeah. Luke Shen was. It was like an avalanche yes. when it happened. But that all happened in March, Kip. And then so there was only a dozen games left or whatever it was. And it felt like they were trying to figure out their line matchups. And, okay, I think, like, I feel like it's so clear that healthy, their decor needs help. You need at least one D. Today, Freege on the 32 Thoughts podcast is talking about Calgary and Zadorov and Tanev. And it's tough to make trades now, I'm sure. Uh, yes. And Calgary doesn't know where they are just yet. So they're going to wait. They want to call me, I'll tell them. They're, they're going to wait. <laughs> yeah, you got, I, I got, got answers. Yeah, yeah. But you... you you may know, but they don't want to make it abundantly yeah. clear to the their season, season ticket, ticket holders. <laughs> yes, Sammy. Good, point. Yeah, yeah. good point. And once again, if you're if you're trying to trade those type of guys from a side of weakness, which clearly Brad Tree Living is based on what he's seen so far in a dozen games, then the price would be extremely high. And I don't think any GM that's gonna give you any significant help on the blue line is going to not ask for Matthew Nyes, guys. That's the first guy I'm GMs will ask for. And Could you get Zadorov and Tanev I, for Nyes? And I, if you could, would I, you? I threw out, and I wrote this last season, that if you wanted a significant upgrade on the blue line, be prepared to give up Matthew Nyes. And people were, like, screaming at me, no, no, no. And... They still may be, but you're not getting help. Like, who else is out there that you're going to give up that you think won't impact your roster? In terms of who can help the Calgary Flames to where they're going this year and down the road, you know, there's not even close to another choice. Like, they're not grabbing a 5-9 scorer in Robertson. Oh, there's nothing left. There's nothing, you know, outside of Easton Town. Yeah, I'd take him. Yeah. If if you want to start a conversation for Tanev, Tanev or Zadorov, done deal. Yeah. Then you're going to give up Minton, yeah. you're going to give up because he's a London Cowan, Knight. you're going to give up Nice. Uh, hey, maybe even take pick, you pick. I'll take 
one of three. Yeah, and I, you're not. Pre- listen, and you're, I'm not sure you're prepared to do that. You're making a really good point, though, that you don't just get Zadorov and Tanev. Like you know, they're very good hockey players. So yes, that there's a price to be paid if you do something like that. But Kip, you know where they're at. We, we we're going to get into Vancouver a little bit more in our national hour because they are without a doubt the best story right now. Best team in Canada. Best yeah, team in Canada. Yeah, that one through. Okay. The first month of the season, right, right everybody? Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, who, who didn't see this coming? Um, Philip Heronik. Bobby Orr. Right? Didn't make that big of a deal out of it. But. Oh, pe- no, people pe- did because they said they should be rebuilding. That's what, right. What a waste of a move. But do you remember what they gave up for him? I think it was a first. A first and a second. Like, that's expensive, guys. That is. It's not Tanner Janot expensive. Okay? But it's expensive. It's expensive. You want to avoid a first and a second if you're the Leafs? Then you got to give up a grade A asset. Could we give a first and a second here in Toronto for <laughs> Philip Peronik? Because I would. Hey, hey, go find one. So the lines today, Matthew Nyes gets a bump, and he's going to play with the big dogs, Matthews and Marner. Bertuzzi's back with the Vars and Nylander, which I like. Robertson, Domi, Yarncrock. And Reeves Camp Gregor. <laughs> Is that a dramatic look into the camera? <laughs> <laughs> Jim Halpern. I actually missed the camera. I tried. Uh, uh, I, I look at Robertson, Domi, and Yarncrock right now, and I'm, my first question is, who's going to be the first man in and dig the puck out? Robertson, Domi, Yarncrock. What is the game state? I'm, this is not a joke. When do you put them on the ice? Like, when do you... What's the moment? I think you have to roll three lines. So it's two. You got to roll them. It's two two. You're in the third period. Twelve minutes left. I I would hope that you'd have a, a gauge on yeah. their first two periods, uh, and it, it would be how much did you earn my trust in the last forty plus minutes, mm-hmm. and you go from there. I totally I love that. Otherwise, we're just going to play three three no, and a half yeah. lines. No, no, no. The, Three, you need three lines to go tonight to beat Tampa Bay Lightning, and then that's one of them. But is it heavy enough, JB? Is it is it going to be gritty enough? Is is Domi the the heavy on this line? Because from what I see out of Yarncrock and Robertson, I mean, I I don't want to send Nick Robertson in on the first four check uh, twelve times tonight and get bounced around, and if he gets hurt again, that's not. That's not what I see out of that line. So So the problem, we're coming to the same problem, and Sam and I joked about it before the show. If the ingredients you have to make a soup are like, you know, shoes, cigarette butts, (laughs) and whatever, a tin can, you can't really make a great soup. And this is, I I mean, I'm being dramatic. These are good hockey players. Cream of dirt. Cream of (laughs) dirt. That's very good. But, like, what do you... There's no mix here between yeah, Robert well, Stobier there, and Kareem's an Camp Gregor. One of Matthews, Marner, Tavares, or Nylander has to drop to the third line. That's your only other choice. Yeah. It is pure stubbornness that Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander is still happening as duos. Something's got to give. You give nothing. Yeah. Well, he gets one more crack at it, I think, Sheldon, tonight. Or what? Or no, no, I don't mean... <laughs> no, I'm not saying he's going to get fired. fired. Don't look at me like I fired the guy. No, it'll be the last chance to keep yeah. the, the, the duos together. Like I, he, I, don't, I don't believe you, though. He like, spent there's so no much way. time experimenting last year. There's How no are we other changes, Sammy. That's it. Yeah, but he's... Okay? Yeah. 
But after if, that, you're shuffling the, the chairs on the Titanic. But ultimately, you've said this a million times, those guys want to play together. Those guys tend to get what they want. Aren't they just going to continue, continue to get what they want? Like, are they really going to put Nylander as the third-line center? I, why not? Tavares is the third-line yes, center? Yes, he is, and can and should. I just don't like Ryan Reeves has been on for eight goals against and none for. It's been a bad, a failed experiment, three-year contract. But he needs to sit out a night. He's, this fourth line is, he's immobile, Kim. Yeah, I, 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 I can't disagree. And I think, I, I think uh, they just overestimated how they could use him. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I would have treated him like I'm Gorbachev and uh, Ronald Reagan. I got my missile here. And, you know, timely reference. I, I, I may use it. Yeah. Very Cold War stuff, Sammy. Yeah. yeah. Cold timely. War I guess stuff. I'll open a book here. Read right? that one. I would have <laughs> just sat him on the, the bench and just said, hey, when I need you to go out there and stir it up, go do it. I just, you can't tell me Bobby McMahon, yeah. who is any a warm big, body fast from Coca Cola, you bring him more up. more effective as a four checker as a part of a line with Camp and Gregor. They instantly look better with Bobby McMahon there. And I know I'm not saying he's some awesome player or whatever, but he they're better. So, anyway, what, do you want to hear Keith on shuffling the lines? Yeah, let's, right. let's do that. Clip three, please. I mean, we've been talking a lot about the fact that we haven't got enough offense coming out of our our, uh, our bottom six in particular. And, you know, when Nick's come up in the past, he's he spent most of his time playing with Tavares and, and Nylander and over the last couple seasons. Those have been his most common line, line mates. But when he... But down now, I think we can. We're changing the mix, obviously, in our in our third group there with Domi going in the middle and a chance to try to get a little more. When I say offense, it's not just about goals and all of that. It's it's about time on offense, playing in the offensive zone, sustaining shifts, winning shifts, having energy and pace, and uh, you know Nick has the ability to do to do those things. So I think it just uh, just made sense for us to rejig the situation there and. You know, move Camp down to, to, to try to help Gregor and, and, and Reeves. And, and then also, uh, like I said, having Domi and Robertson uh, in, the third, in the third group gives us a different look there too. Here, here's my last thought of watching the game live Saturday night Please. against Buffalo. Let's have it. They're too small. Really? Yes. Well, I'm Buffalo watching. is large. I know. And it was abundantly clear with Owen Power out there, like with the one-arms – and nobody could really touch him or challenge him. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He wasn't rushed into either his first pass or carrying the puck up the ice. And then he had all types of op, uh, options. I watched Alex Tuck score that empty net goal like he was a hot knife through butter. Yeah. And just throwing Nylander, you know, off to the side and then bulldozing right down the middle of the ice. That guy is a mule. I watched Tage Thompson, a mule. Right now, we don't have, they don't have like those, those types of guys in their lineup. Yeah. No, I, I think that if you look at this team, how it finished playoffs last year to where it is now, the things that help them get through a really tough series just aren't there. Like, I know they let some guys go. I, d- I wouldn't have wanted to give Achari a three-year contract at $2 million. I don't like that contract. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I would have kept Lafferty for sure yeah. watching this fourth line. Good Lord, is that yeah. looking Eesh. terrible. But physically, they are they're challenged right now, physically. But I think Lafferty's another big guy who skates. Man, 
It's like he looks really good. And is he making the same ticket as Reeves? He's making less. It's yeah. one one. Reeves is one three. Anyway, um, okay. Yeah, no, we're gonna go take ahead. a break. Yeah, go ahead. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna continue our Leaf conversation after these words. Real Kipper and Born. Back soon. Covering the Raptors in depth like no one else. The Raptor Show with Will Liu. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back here to the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. I'm Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Toronto Maple Leafs getting ready to host the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. One of two games on the Sportsnet platform. Great game. Two really intriguing games with the second one later tonight. The Oilers and the Canucks. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. So sit back and relax. Get your popcorn ready and let the fireworks begin. Uh, what do we expect out of Tampa Bay tonight? Tampa Bay things. Yeah. I would expect they know the spot the Leafs are in. Oh God. Yes. You know, they, they would be aware of the discourse around this team and I could see them trying to maybe goat the Leafs into doing some dumb stuff. This sounds stupid, but like, I feel like for the Leafs, they wish it was anyone but Tampa, (laughs) you know, like you have such there's so much history now over the last few years of this Tampa Bay team. And you're just worried about yourselves right now. It's like too much. Maybe it'll make them look at the other team and not focus on their own garbage for a night. I don't know. This is a high profile week for the Leafs. They got tonight and on a national TV, they have the Sens on Wednesday night on national TV. Wow. Then they're against the flames in the hall of fame game on a Friday night. And then on hockey night in Canada against another Canadian market. There's a lot of, other fans' eyes on this team. Who is it Saturday? Vancouver. Vancouver, okay. Who's coming to town. Wow, obviously what a red week. hot. I don't know. In, in many ways, maybe this is the perfect team for the Leafs I because actually, of the emotion that yeah. you have had. You, you beat them in, in the playoffs. Yeah. They've, they're not great on the road still. Mm. I, I, maybe, maybe this is enough to get that, that emotion that we've talked about that clearly was lacking yeah. against... L.A. and Boston and Buffalo, like, come on, what, what more do you want? Yeah, uh, do we maybe we could play uh, Connor the sixth Keith clip there, buddy, and uh, he alludes to that exact thing. I think they certainly get our attention every time you see them on the schedule. There's no doubt about that, and that's out of the respect that you have for them. I, I think, generally speaking, every time you play them, you know you're in a game. Um, so today's no different. We got to prepare very diligently and. We utilized yesterday as a chance to, to really focus on them and the things that we need to do to have success in this game here today. Um, we're obviously still trying to find our complete game and trying to get a lot of guys going here, but there's things inside of our preparation that I think are really important for tonight. We got a head start on that yesterday with a full practice day. And, yeah. and yeah, nothing we didn't know. There's, uh, there. there's some thought that uh, Vasilevsky could be back Right around Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, well, oh, that's nice to hear. Good for them. So, all of a sudden, you know, maybe five, three, and three right now coming into tonight's game for Tampa is maybe even better than maybe some people thought without Vasilevsky. Yeah, 
I mean, this is a tight race in the Atlantic Division. And I mean, it's going these, to be. All these games are massive. They might like, look at the, between first and seventh is eight points. Yeah. Like, there's the the Senators, boy. And the Senators are, are pretty good. Yeah. You know, for a team that's last in the division right now, every other team is 500 or better, according to the NHL's, the way they do standings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, would you like to talk about that? It's not great. Okay. But, I, yeah. It's funny, uh, uh, no one had a sense that uh, Joseph Wall let them down Saturday night either. I think if uh, I think if you went on a list of priorities, his goaltending Saturday night wouldn't be in your top three or four. It's not, but that power play one, they shoot it through him, right, off the flank. The Skinner one, it's a slap shot, which you're allowed to save those. Yeah. I mean, it's a good shot, great shot, but I was surprised that they went with wall in that game yeah. i thought we had a conversation we, we all, all said Sammy, samsonov right? yeah i thought i was go- kind of surprised uh to see him yeah. start i think he'd been playing well and they wanted to get but him back in after uh they had another home game on monday yeah. and i guess it's against a bigger team so maybe that's like they're giving the nod towards samsonov to that but samsonov was spectacular against the bruins and he was probably the only reason they got a point in that game I thought it would be a pretty easy spot to bring him home on the Saturday night, put him in there, and kind of keep the momentum going with him. Yeah, but, yeah. hindsight. I mean, know, yeah, but I think it, 100%. It, it, maybe better that he didn't start in hindsight yeah. because the Leafs played the way they did and he would have had a million chances and maybe broken his confidence. But before right. the game, that's what I had thought. But yeah. Yeah. The, the power play goal that you're, uh, is it uh, Paterka? Yes. You're alluding to. Can you explain to me on a penalty kill? why Akpozo is allowed to stick his ass right into Joseph Wall's face, yet there isn't a defenseman near him within three feet either. Giordano wants to do uh, a front presence yeah. in blocking the shots. shots, yeah. Brody, the same thing. What world do we live in that we think in 2023 – that a goaltender has a chance to see anything in that scenario. Well, they, don't, is, they don't clear the front of the net. Right. Like, there's none of that. Can, they, can, can you explain it to me? Because I'm an old fart now. Well, the idea is that they would rather front the shot so that the goaltender basically, I think they take away the far side. So the goalie's got to play half the net on the PK. Basically, the, you front the shot and let the goalie play half the net and, and should simplify things for him. But you're right. You're Good teams will put no a guy there. to find the puck, JB, on that goal. Yeah, I mean, you're there's, a, there's about a guy in his eyes and he can be out on him or whatever. But, yeah, I see your point. Yeah, he's, he's left can, to... Can, can, they, can they box out, please, just a little bit? And Gio's going to him, and it's maybe a little bit late on that. Yeah, I, I see your point there, that the way they play that is... And that's a choice the teams make. You want to... If you put two guys there, a lot of people think it's worse for your goalie. Now you've got a, goal, a your D and another body jockeying directly in front of him. Unless your D is big and strong enough to physically clear that guy out, which is hard in the NHL, not to mention with the Leafs personnel. Yeah. Tough spot. Where is their penalty killing Maybe right Simon now? Simon Benoit will do it. Um, I can tell you <laughs> right low. now, it's not great. That's, uh, it's, it's, not great, Bob. Right? Yeah. They are. Their PK is currently 22nd in the NHL. Wow. Yeah, 75%. Yeah. Which has always kind of been not an issue. No, but you lose Kerfoot and Engvall. Well, they, don't, they don't have any 
penalty kill personnel. No, Chari and yeah, Lafferty all and the Mikheyev all and the gritty guys that did it are yeah. no longer here, and you're relying on your stars and Camp and Nyes and Gregor and like all these different guys that just aren't penalty killers. I would like to see Gregor get a little more opportunity. Like that third line, there's no reason he couldn't get a spot there. But a lot of people wanted to blame Marner on the shorthanded goal, the Tasha Thompson goal. I yeah, won't. I thought they were both bad. I know you're gonna say the pass; it's a terrible pass, puts him in a bad spot. A horrible pass. Horrible. But Marner can take that out instead of trying to go back across Just, the guy too. Well, it's bad. Why, like within you're within three feet with a guy with a wing, wingspan of what uh, twelve feet? Yeah, not a good play. And then. Keith was so mad at that, he put out PP2, and that was pretty early in the power yes. play. And then with 18 seconds left, he puts out the fourth line. He didn't even put the power play one back out. He just had seen enough at that point. Okay. Uh, there's always opportunities, and I'm not saying it's because you have to be mad, but, you know, like give your second power play an opportunity here. Yeah. Under this normal circumstances you don't have to be pissed off at your two stars but we complain about a lack of accountability so i'm happy that someone else got to play after they made that gaffe uh but benoit i'm hoping that that, you know we've talked about simplifying things and physical players and whatever i I did have someone say to me it's funny that uh tree living came in brought in you know one third of the the 2022 anaheim ducks for their defense to try to solve their problems klingberg and benoit but boy here we go Okay, that's an hour of the Leaf edition on Real Kipper and Born, and we've solved nothing. <laughs> no, zero. We have identified Less some things that need solving. Than zero. But there's more, plenty more. Four games on tap, and Sportsnet's got two of the bigger ones. Tampa Bay and Toronto, Edmonton and Vancouver, and we'll get into the Canucks in the next hour, Canada's newest hockey sensation what do you think he never saw that coming no i didn't more real kipper and born after the break